go, you Northwestern, break that through that line. With our colors flying, we will cheer you all the time. You rock, rock, go, you Northwestern, fight for victory. Spread far the fame of our fair name. Go, Northwestern, win that game. Do, 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 do. Go, Northwestern, go. Do, 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 do. Go, Northwestern, go. Hit them hard, hit them low. Go, Northwestern, go. Welcome to episode 46 of Wolves Cast, the show whose brackets are already broken, just like Lance Stevenson's ankles. It's hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm Scott McIntosh. Scotty Lindsay. Got some cool uh, Northwestern players. There you go. <laughs> leading the way, leading the charge. Northwestern, yeah. the only, as of this recording, everybody, the only undefeated team in NCAA tournament history. It's a beautiful thing. Cats won. One as of this recording today, uh, earlier today, against Vanderbilt. Get out of here, Vanderbilt. What a game. Cats move on to face Gonzaga on Saturday night. Make sure you check that out. You know I got a bracket that has them go all in the way. Scott is a proud cat, uh, you know, Wildcat alum, Northwestern right. alum. Go Cats, go. <laughs> Cheering on Sanjay Lukin and cast. Over there. Jim Pete was in uh, attendance today, yeah, as Salt well Lake. as many, many other notable alumni. Very cool. Although Jim Pete's not alumni. Jula uh, Louise uh, Dreyfus. I saw her. Yeah, I saw the shot of her. on the team. Did they cut to anybody else? I only saw the very end of the game. Um, Seth, My- I mean, Seth Meyers recording a show. I didn't see Seth Meyers. Yeah, Will Colbert Bond, recording Will a show. Will was there. Oh, um, <laughs> nice, nice. Saw Doug Collins, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was great. It was like a typical Minnesota. Like, we've talked a lot about how Minnesota sports scenes, the Northwestern, make me feel the same, where it's like, no, no lead is safe. Yeah. We got up to 15-point <laughs> lead at one point in the wow. second half, and I'm like, man, we're doing this good. And we were down by one in the final seconds of the game. So um, the nick- nickname for all Wildcats teams is the Cardiac Cats because yeah. <laughs> they have a way of choking or having giving you a heart attack. Sometimes they have a heart attack, and mostly it's about what they do to their fans. Yeah. But, man, I was so happy. Game. I was so happy. It makes you just remember, like, when there's, like, something really real at stake. You know, it's something we haven't experienced with the Timberwolves for a while, yeah. you know. <laughs> but I forgot, like, of how, like – one agonizing it is when your team's going through that, but then also the like triumphant joy you feel. Get your heart pounding. afterwards. Like I, I feel like the last time I felt this kind of like triumphant joy about the Timberwolves in any way was when they got they drafted Towns. There you go. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know? All right, go cats. They're in the tourney. The tourney's happening right now. But we're doing a podcast about the NBA, about the Wolves. Hopefully, I apologize in advance when they break your brackets and beat Gonzaga on Saturday. There you Ooh. go. There you go. Hope uh, <laughs> hope you're enjoying the tournament so far. Maybe you could uh, you know listen to this podcast while you know while you have a game on TV or something like that. You know, just a listen lot of to basketball us. Basketball to go around. Yeah, pl- plenty of ball, you guys. Um, yes. Yeah, so welcome back uh, to Wolves Cast, everybody. T- today on the show, uh, we are going to talk about this week's games. Got some exciting ones on tap for games sure. This week. Four games to get through. Yeah, we got to hustle. Uh, we have some headlines about uh, Bielitsa's season-ending foot injury. Mm. Some playoff and lottery um, things to talk about. We're going to preview um, some of the players who you might be able to watch uh, here in the tournament that might be drafted by the Wolves. Yes, uh, we have a sponsor. We're going to predict it. Uh, do weekly wolfies and play a game jam pack show for you this week. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, it's just Let's like started that. before we do Let's anything. Think, yeah, I was thinking the the name of this episode, just like you know, daydreaming. Uh-huh. All this week has gone off. Anything it would be something like this. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. <laughs> well, Ricky Rubio this week taking down John Wall, Steph Curry. You know, he did it all. Taking down the Clippers. All those guys. All those guys. Having That's a right. Very good week for Ricky. So yeah, the Wolves started off last Friday with the win uh, against Golden State at Target Center, one hundred three, one hundred two. In front of the largest crowd in Target Center history, over twenty thousand people. Did you hear that get explained? The game. Uh, they sold standing room only tickets. Okay, yeah. That's what I was wondering because I was like, did they add seating or something? Yeah. Because obviously, you know, we've had like sold out crowds. I before, wonder if so. it's also part of the new renovations to to the suites. Maybe there's like oh, more you room, could fit more people more in room? the suites. Maybe yeah, yeah. that's the only portion wonder, of the renovation that would I help mean, them out. I, in that our bet, our friend Jeff could hook us up with yeah. some answers about this about. If they count suites sold as just suites sold or bodies in the suite, I don't think they count bodies in the I mean, suite. Each, you know, I but. mean, when I worked with the twins, each person had like a proper ticket. So, oh, I mean, okay, well, they then scan you in. Could be wrong then. Okay, 
Well, that's a great. Well, let's get into the inside story of that. So, uh, Wolves beat Golden State. Scott, was this the win of the season? Would you say? You know, in context. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready. Hard to argue with it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely one of the best ones we've had. I mean, there's a few other ones I love, including this Washington one we had because yes. of how Ricky played. But yeah. yeah, I mean, we talked on last week's pod about how we might be reaching the Warriors at the right time. They're definitely in a yeah. slump post Durant. And uh, they definitely were playing like they were in a slump. But this is the best team in the league for a reason. It wasn't like it was an easy game by any means. They We came out hard. We came out like we were ready to play the best team in basketball, and they did not come out that hard. Yeah. <laughs> they got They had a way of... Closing up the game later, but early on we just you know blitz them. Yeah, it was a very physical game. Lots of uh, lots of pushing and shoving. Lots of battling going lots of on. Turnovers. Yeah, <laughs> both sides. Yeah. Lots of turnovers. But yeah, the Warriors just don't quite look like themselves, like the team that. Especially Steph. Yeah, I mean Steph missed that. In, the so many shots down the line. Yeah. So many threes missed for those guys. Steph's uh, getting his mojo back. I mean, I mean, the team has played with KD in a certain way all year, and now that he's out, I can understand why they're you know off the rails a little bit. Yeah, especially with just the way Steph and Clay aren't just like they're not themselves. So yeah, um, you know that's fun. That, that works for us. Yeah, you know, we beat the second consecutive year. We yeah. beat them. We beat them now like three in the past four years. <laughs> you know? Right at the end of the year, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. March, April. Uh, you don't want any part of this Golden State. Uh, maybe that's the reason why you know they don't want to see us in that one eight seed matchup because they're like, oh no, these guys got our number. I mean, last year being the 73 win team. At Oracle, pretty impressive. Pretty much in like the last week of the season, where they knew like they that loss it. would they mess up it. their seventy. Like they could have had seventy four wins. Was that their year? ninth loss? Yeah, I think it was. It was yeah. their final loss of the year. No, no, it was no. their eighth or ninth loss. Yeah, yeah. I think it was their eighth, eighth loss, loss, maybe. But yeah, maybe it was their ninth. I don't know. It was a great signature win for that team but, and uh yeah we get up we're not afraid of them that's why we're going to be the team of the future in the western conference because we're not scared of their stick that's right it's so, kind of how like the thunder weren't scared of the lakers when they were coming up <laughs> so we Just beat them uh away uh last year we beat them at home this year i think that's pretty cool especially for a packed targets in our house to see that game to well, see that win. with Very all those the kids wearing their stupid Steph yeah, Curry jerseys yeah and i hope the they only cried. one game i hope they year. cried going home and then just going to one no, game actually i hope that on the way out they're like Daddy, I want a Ricky Rubio jersey. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, cut that out of here. Come on, be a better parent. Uh, I understand that, like, Steph Curry is, like, the basically, you know, the CEO of Sports Illustrated for kids at this point. You know, yeah. he's just cover athlete every, you know, every week. But I get the appeal, all right? Uh, Wolves go uh, win that game and then uh, fly out to Milwaukee on Saturday um, and uh, unfortunately lose at the Bradley Center 95-102. to 102. Um, against the Bucks, they're also playing very well. You know, uh, I mean, also meaning us, in. we're playing well. Not the Golden State Warriors; they're not playing very well right no. now. But uh, like us, the Wolves, the Bucks uh, are winning lots of games. I think they won five in a row before that game. Um, but that was a pretty good game on the road. But ultimately, it wasn't to be for the Wolves. We just squandered a lot of chances. We had lots of chances in this game to come back and put it away, and we never did. And it just we never had that full control of this game. Maybe it was yeah. a back-to-back thing. It was close kind of the whole Weird way. Weird to do a second night of a back-to-back on the road when you're spending yeah. the first one at home. But, yeah. I mean, that's... Especially after the excitement of beating the NBA's top team. <laughs> exactly. You come out with a little less energy. A little hangover there. Friday night, you beat the NBA's best team at home. You might go out and celebrate a little bit. You might. You might. It might be a little right bit... Right before you get on the plane. A little bit pooped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, definitely not the kind of sharpness no. that we would expect. But you you know what still continued in this game? Oh. Ricky Rubio, gunner. 20 points. Ace marksman, Ricky Rubio. Yeah, he did call his own number several times. He was very, very good. I uh, watched this game. I watched the Bucks broadcast. Something we'll talk a little bit later in the show, but something they called him I thought was funny was the Mix Master, Mix Master Rubio. That's good. That's his very name. Compl- That's his MC name. Very complimentary. <laughs> Mix Master R of Ricky. But yeah, I really felt like no team really wanted to take this game at the end. It was kind of back and forth again. Lots of turnovers at the end. Lots of missed baskets. Some team could have grabbed this with a couple minutes left in the game, and neither team really did. The Bucks. Finally sealed it at the very, very end, but it just seemed like it was up for grabs the entire night, and nobody really wanted it. <laughs> I heard Tibbs cuss really loudly on the audio <laughs> on the, feed. The FSN grabbed yeah. it. <laughs> I was wondering, like, did they get fined? Who gets fined for that? No one. Yeah. Does the FCC just be like, well, that's Tom Thibodeau? Like, wow, Tom Thibodeau should be fined. If I anything. think it's on FSN. Yeah, you're the I, one rolling. The, yeah, they're the ones who's got to like set the microphones right, right, and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yes, very, very good game, but uh, Wolves uh, couldn't win. It's got anything else about Milwaukee? Uh, I wish that the M design in their court was more prominent. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Just make a little bit more contrast. <laughs> they used to have they used to have more contrast, and I would say it's a little too subtle right now. So 
Bucks definitely have the, they have one new, of the best logos. They have a new arena they're moving into. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we'll see what they their court is. Yeah. They got the alternate courts, too. Oh, yeah. That's right. That. They're one of those teams. Yeah, one, one of, of those what cool concept. teams. Alternate courts. I love that. Maybe we'll get those with the big redesign. They'll yeah, be like, that's we have our weekend courts. And our, oh, you know, yeah. The Sunday matinee game is like a kitty court kind Crunch of Crunch birthday game. Yeah. Crunch birthday court. Confetti on it. Uh, okay. Uh, Monday night, uh, <laughs> Washington Wizards came into town, and we won. 119-104. to 104. Wizards have the best record in the NBA since January 1st. Um, they're playing great right now. So Also a pretty awesome good win. record. You and I, when we go to Timberwolves There games. you go. You're like 12-2 and two or something right now? Yeah. and Blaming on the Sox? I'm two is and it oh. the Sox? I'm 2-0 oh with the Sox. So, you know. Which is why I'm happy, ultimately, that the Portland game got canceled. Yeah. I know you can't, you can't go have to the, the makeup on? game. Yeah, but right. I did not have the Sox on that day because it would have been a lost cause. Yeah. So, uh, trust me, everyone. I watched the Sox. I just watched them yesterday. So, yeah. next Timberwolves game I go to, which is coming up soon. I'm sure I think Monday or something. Yeah. Know. We'll figure it out. That was definitely a very fun game. Ricky Rubio versus John Wall, as you mentioned before. Ricky with the 22 point, 19 rebound, five, or excuse me, 19 assists, five rebound game. What a line for Ricky right there. Uh, right I'm so there. happy Ricky broke that, that hump at 17. He's scored 17. Like five times? Five times. <laughs> Which ties the Timberwolves record. And so he finally broke that hump and got past it and did it with 19. Franchise high right happy there. Was there. Happy I was there to see it. I mean, we were talking about it at the end of the first quarter. We were up four, it was, We had 41 points in the first quarter. Yeah, And Ricky amazing. had 10 dimes already. And so we're joking with people. They're like, what's the record? What's the record for assists record? in the game? Scott Skiles, 30. Someone was 30, Googling yeah. it behind us. And he was yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, people are looking on pace it up. for 40. On pace for 40. Well, you get 10 in the first quarter. You got to look it up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so a uh, really fun game. Cat had a really good night. As well, mm-hmm. yeah, he was he was balling. He, uh, him, and Ricky both had great lines in that game. Another good defensive game for the Wolves, I think. Um, in this one, Wizards just didn't have it. And another good game for Bielitsa, you know, one of uh, his best. Yeah, definitely one of his best. He's been uh, really good here to close out the year. Um, uh, unfortunately, like we're talking about, he uh, injured injured himself the other night. But before this. Some of his best games, I think, of his career, for sure. I mean, against Washington, uh, just really the last like kind of two weeks, I would say, has Isn't been that how wonderful. It works? You, know, you start hustling, you start hustling more than you you should. Playing too hard, you're playing up, you're playing above yourself, uh, and that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna hurt something. You'll get that, yeah. But uh, yeah, we enjoyed being there at the game. Very fun atmosphere. Very very festive Monday evening at Target Center. We kind of noticed Monday is kind of the dead night of the week for yeah. Wolves and probably all around the NBA, but. You know, uh, lots of people came out. I think that's a little uh, a little sign that things are kind of changing. You know, things, uh, you, you beat Golden State your last time out. Yeah, people will come back for the next home game. Yeah, I'll come back. I'll shell out some money to come see this team again, especially with a marquee opponent like the Washington Wizards and John Wizards Wall. are a good draw for a Monday yeah. night. It's the only time they're going to be in town all year. Yeah. There's a lot of Wall fans. There's a lot, of, you know, <laughs> they got a fun team. So I get it. Yeah. All right. And then to close out the week, Wednesday night, Wolves went to Boston and lost 104 to 117. Uh, you know, kind of no. oh, yeah, kind of a kind of a tough game. Wolves hang with it in the first half, kind of uh, if I remember right, even at the, even at the halftime. Um, but in the second half, the Celtics just tightened up that defense. Neither team really played much D in the first half. I'm pretty sure both teams had over 60 points um, at halftime. But then in the second half, Wolves, uh, you know, kind of stayed lackadaisical in that sense, and, yep. and the Celtics finally locked down because we we let the Celtics score 117 points in this game in regulation. Yikes! That wasn't great. Um, yeah, especially in the fourth, we you know it was, it was like we're kind of going tit for tat, and then we stopped, and they kept going. Um, I mean, Wiggins looked exhausted. This game felt like it was the fifth game in seven nights, which it was. It was our fifth game oh, in seven nights. I didn't realize. So, you know, that is uh, it's a tough road schedule. And, you know, once again, it's just an excuse. They should have come out harder. They could have won. But, uh, you know, they're playing shorthanded. We saw both Lance and Bielitsa exit this game with injury. So Yikes. already. And then Gorgie's got foul trouble. So we're getting some weird rotation problems because you don't have Bielitsa or Lance to go to off the bench. And so, and like on a night where maybe like Chris Dunn and Tyus aren't bringing us, you know, it can stack up. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think that, yeah, well, Wolves kind of shorthanded, especially at the very end, obviously. We'll see if we, you know, maybe get a little Cole Aldridge or uh, Jordan Hill <laughs> having Jordan here. Hill, we'll see wow. what they, you know, we heard on Bielisa's injury. We'll talk about that here momentarily, but we didn't really hear what Stevenson's thing is. Maybe that makes it, maybe because they didn't need a press release for that. Maybe he'll be back in a couple of days or, or games or maybe like a week or something like that. But unfortunately, it was that grade two ankle sprain that he had before. So I don't know. I don't, he re sprained it. Uh, I don't know how bad that's going to be, but yeah, we'll see what that means for the Wolves, you know, uh, front court uh, depth. 
going forward here. Bring back Ronnie Turioff. <laughs> Where's Ronnie at? Yeah, sign him. Sign him Come to a 10-day. He'll sign him to a 10-day. Celtics, so good on defense, though, Scott. I think they did uh, a great job, especially in the second half. And Mar- look at Marcus Smart. Kind of made me think a little bit about Chris Dunn and where he could go in his career. You know, we talked yeah. about Tony Allen. Uh, I think that's a, a ceiling level maybe for Dunn possibly. But I think Smart is a is a comp for him that could be pretty pretty interesting. I think Smart, uh, maybe even more of a ceiling level because he could shoot better Avery Bradley. Yes, yeah. Both of those guys, like, especially Bradley. Bradley is like, they've tried him at point guard and he's just better as an off guard. Yeah. And that might end up being something like Avery Bradley. He's kind of small, but still a good defender. Yeah. Avery Bradley's got like arms. He's got wingspan that (laughs) Dunn doesn't have. It's not quite the same. So maybe body wise, Dunn's a little closer to, you know, smart, but who's very just human sized. And, uh, but he's got uh, the tenacity. Uh, I think he could be one of those players. And Celtics have shown that player. Is a worthwhile role player, you know, maybe not number three or number five in the bit draft, but yeah, know. but again, like we I mean, what did Marcus before, Smart get pick six, maybe? So yeah, maybe he was is, the top you know. ten for sure. And, and with those picks, they don't have to be starters, they don't have to be all stars, they just got to be in your rotation, and that's kind of where Marcus you just Smart can't is. Miss on them, you, you can't, can't miss. miss. <laughs> and that's how it is with Marcus Smart. Like he's probably not a starter, but he's a great guy to be on your bench. He's a great guy to add depth and uh, you know playing defense. And I think that's where Chris Dunn can be. So. I think that's someone he can kind of look at as, as a comp for um, the beginning stages of his career. Um, um, this game, this team is super frustrating. I was Boston. I was very upset with Boston and the referees <laughs> in this game. Like this team, literally one person falls down like they got hit every play. Every play, a Boston guy like comes off a pick and then falls down and is like, "What?" You know, and like. How many times did we see Isaiah got the worst three-point shot where he just came around the screen and jumped and you know, kicked his legs? He, like, jumped. Little guys, into, man. Little guys. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it is so frustrating. I would have more technicals than Boogie Cousins if I was the coach of this game because I was livid. I oh, Man, I, I was, like, ended up being, like, the whole – like, that was, like, 80% of my game notes was just, like, Washington really game personal too, you were upset the about the refs. Yeah. Well, well, well you should mark down when you're thing, happy with the refs instead of when you're upset with the refs. It's like I'm you happy I mean? when I'm not like, complaining. Look at these good refs. When I I'm not complaining it. about them, I'm happy. You <laughs> okay, know? okay. Because it's never like I'm quiet and I'm unhappy. When right. I'm unhappy, I'm gonna let you know about it. Yeah. And the thing with the refs that I didn't like was just like it's very hard to stop that play where John Wall just sprints down the court and then jumps and throws up a layup, and he did it to us like you know eight times in like ten play stretch at the over end and of the third over. at the yeah. beginning of fourth. Yeah. And he just single handedly did that. And it was just like there's no way to stop this play, so don't you know <laughs> call them fouls. I don't know. Maybe that one I was just heated in the moment, but uh, the refs, man, terrible in this game. I know you all agree with me. Yeah, you you saw what went down out there. Is this guys. the game that Cat and Tibbs both got technicals in, or not? Well, that was, that Washington. was Washington. Washington. Yeah. That was well, Washington they agree with me as well. That. Yeah. yeah. Uh, better Towns basketball. Is, Towns agree with you every night. So better Tibbs, basketball sir. minds than a mine. Sure. That's all I'm saying. That's a foul. Yeah. <laughs> or as Towns would say. <laughs> oh my god. That's from the Boston game. There That's you what go. I'm saying. So you know, right you know, that was an Isaiah Thomas trip too. Isaiah Thomas like tripped on somebody, and it wasn't yeah. Towns who got called for the foul, but he was upset. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I mean, it was on the walls, me? on the walls. Yeah, it's just like anytime you know these Celtics players that fall down, and like it's one of those things too, where you know it's like, oh, Ricky Rubio plowed me over, and he's like, you weigh twice as much as Ricky Rubio, you yeah, effing fakers. Come on. Like, gosh. So it's frustrating to see them getting rewarded time and time again with that. I think even if that didn't happen, the Celtics still would have had our number this night. It's not like it decided the game for us. Yeah, They beat us pretty handily, but it did not make the viewing experience any fun, fun. much more fun. I, I was watching with Paul, and he, he left with five minutes left in the game because it was late at night. He wanted to go to bed and work the next morning. And, you know, I watched the last five minutes because I'm a dutiful podcast host who's going to watch everything so I can bring it to you. Uh, but I didn't want to watch it. It felt bad. And it was such a blowout. And then we kept our players in all the way to the end. It was a blowout. We all knew it was a blowout. But Yeah, Ricky played w- all the way to the end. Wiggins leading the league in minutes. Let's keep Wiggins in for these five blowout minutes. Like, we know this is over, it's but let's keep Wiggins and Towns and Ricky in. We haven't learned anything about injuries to players. Like, yeah, it's clear that uh, Wiggins is struggling with fatigue at this point. But leave him in last five minutes. Derek Rose tore his first ACL in the playoffs uh, let's we can get through the season though. we can do it we can do it but i don't know uh, we're dropping like flies now yeah someone is not going to make it through the season nemanja bielitsa he is uh team announced today out for the season with a foot injury no uh no more specifics no! other than that but uh the team he's gonna be reevaluated but he's definitely done for for the season i hope it's not like a break or something like that that's sort of what it makes me think about you would think they would say sprain uh they did an mri i'm not sure what's going on there but uh, nevertheless, no more Bielitsa the rest of the year. His season ends uh, 65 games played this year. He's got had about 18 minutes per game off the bench for the Wolves. Scott, Bielitsa's out. What 
what what are you thinking about right now as far as that goes? Uh, you know, I know we kind of have, have uh, we never really thought the Wolves were really going to make a playoff push here, but uh, what does Bielitsa being out for the rest of the season mean for the Wolves? Uh, for the Wolves in the near term, it means, you know, they probably won't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm, They're just mm-hmm. going to – we lose an edge. We lose a flexibility that Tibbs – especially during this good run that we've had since the All-Star break especially, but since Zach went down, you know. Yeah. Um, Bielitz has been playing a lot more. He's been uh, taking more of Gorgie's minutes. I think he works as kind of a stretch four next to Towns in terms of defending guys. I think we first really saw that when the Mavs were here and Gorky couldn't guard the Barnes-Dirk thing. And oh, yeah. uh, Bielitsa could. Because Bielitsa gets out to the line a little bit better and can run with the guys a little bit better. And so just we're going to miss that dimension. And maybe this gives yeah. us a look at some of the other players, see who can fill their, that hole. But um, it does hurt us. And that's a shame. I think it's a shame because Bielitsa was playing the best basketball of his NBA career. That's uh, a sad part. That's weeks. a sad part. Like we are just talking about double-doubles. Playing so well the last three weeks. Except, and, especially for yeah. a guy who seems like the things he had to figure out were in his head. It was confidence-wise. Yeah. It was just kind of like, you know, feeling himself out there. And so you start to see him getting really comfortable in his shoes and in his role on this team and in his place in the NBA. And for him to just get taken out of that with an injury stinks. Especially because he ended last season on a, a mysterious leg injury as well. And so at this point, it's like, I mean, we only have him for one more year, but is he going to be an injury? Is he an injury prone, you know, guy? Is like, is it now two seasons out of two that he's entered it? Yeah, he's only poorly. played about sixty-five for two um, seasons now. You know, maybe, you know, long-term wise, this means we go get somebody this off-season because we don't have Bielitz in the long-term plans, or maybe this hurts Bielitz's value enough that we can sign him to an extension, you know, and be huh. like, hey, will you take an under-market extension now that you know you're got yourself hurt yeah, yeah i don't know i mean i think for sure bielitz is uh, you know we need a guy like him uh, even with him on the roster we need another one of him yeah. who can defend a little better and, and hit some more shots and stuff but yeah but I the think thing is was, we could he, also do with like a better version of him if he's yeah, only gonna be on this team for yeah. one more year and he's not gonna stick around after that he's got a great deal i mean i hope he i don't i hope they don't trade him or anything because he's basically on a rookie scale deal and it's great money it's a great value but it's still an international signing i believe i don't think it's a rookie scale deal in the sense no, that, like, not technically he's yeah. not gonna be a restricted free agent for us he's no, gonna be a but free it's, it's unrestricted low money free agent for that kind of guy year. yeah all it takes is one team to max him or not max him no one's gonna max out billy to, <laughs> to offer more money than tibbs wants to match yeah. Uh, so yeah, Bealitz is yeah, especially like we're talking about the compounds with the Stevenson thing. If Stevenson can just step in, then well, maybe you don't lose too much actual production on the court. But unfortunately, he's down too, and he was you know Bealitza popped up and kept playing after his injury. Even you saw him limping a little bit, but he finished out the half. Stevenson was writhing on the floor with his injury. So if I don't, I don't understand it. We'll, we'll see what what happens. Well, here. Zach walked off the court with his season ending injury, Ooh. so he played another minute yeah. too. You know, so who knows about that stuff? Some guys, Kobe Ryan shot a free throw after he tore his Achilles. So. No. Yeah, so Bielitsa, he's done. But uh, It's a shame. Um, been playing I think well. It's going to hurt our team just because like, he gave us a flexibility that allowed our team to really pop in, in certain situations. And without that popping, we won't be as popping, everybody. Okay, so the Wolves are about three, three and a half games out of the playoff, of the eighth seed uh, in the playoffs. Oh, I was going to say about Lance. I thought we were going to talk about him, but mm. I think we're already done yeah, with Yeah, what him. about Lance? I was just going to say that his nickname, Born Ready, is getting more ironic every day. <laughs> Does this guy not stretch? Is he not? Because first he's I mean, on the 10-day contract. You just had a like, sprained ankle. You know how it is. He's you not know. in NBA shape yet. And yeah. then, you know, he gets, he just hurts. He sprains his ankle the first time on a non-contact play. He's just catching a pass at the top of the key. And then this one is kind of fluky, too. It's fragile. I don't coming think he's back ready. Off, I don't think he's ready. Thing, yeah, you know? apparently it wasn't. Um, yeah, no more Lance either. Okay, uh, so playoff Turn picture. Off uh, Wolves were pretty much already out. They had like a five percent chance uh, via five thirty eight dot com of making the making the playoffs anyway. And now with two uh, bench people out, uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So we turn our eyes now to the Especially lottery. Especially the way that the Nuggets and the Trailblazers have been and playing. The, and the Blazers and the Mavs just beat the Spurs last night. And the Mavs too. The, all three of those teams are way more likely to make the playoffs than us. So. That's not something we're going to talk about. Lottery standings now for the Wolves. Uh, they are currently um, uh, the 10th worst record in the league and projected to finish that way as well. Um, again, uh, with the Mavs kind of um, surging, um, you know, they have a, they're have they going to probably finish with a better record than the Wolves. The Wolves don't really have a lot of room to kind of go up or down. It's not like they need to sit their guys or anything right now. Right. The Hornets are kind of close in the East. Uh, I think the Hornets have the ninth worst record right now. So that's a team to look at that hopefully they can win some games. The Wolves can maybe get underneath them. 
But other than that, you know, that's where it's going to be. The Wolves are probably going to finish with like the 11th to 9th worst record in the in the NBA this year. Uh, so yeah, so that puts us uh, with about the 10th pick in the league. <laughs> Not a bad spot to be. Yeah, totally. I think that's uh, that's pretty good for the for the year the Wolves have had. I think this gets us out of the uh, flips folly is what I'm calling the trade for okay. Adrian Payne. Okay, traded a first round draft pick, and I believe that it was. Uh, lottery protected. Lottery protected through this year. I think it, maybe it becomes a second round, second yeah, round pick next two. year or something. Yeah. Got away from that pick, just like that. Yes. Draft, just like that first yes. round draft pick, we traded it to the Suns to take Wesley Johnson <laughs> off our hands, and then the Suns eventually yeah. traded it to the Celtics to with Carolina Isaiah Co. Thomas or something. And then Boston has that Timberwolves pick still, but I think it's become nothing at this point. <laughs> yeah. So the Wolves uh, will draft about tenth. Uh, we've got some guys right here. I did a little research on some players in the NCAA tournament because some of the players, uh, some of the you know lottery guys. They're not in the tournament. That's right. Yeah, Fultz um, is Kind of like there. Ben Simmons last year. You know? uh, Smith, the point guard from uh, North Carolina State, is not in. Those are the kind of the, some of the top guys. But a couple names here to watch um, in the tournament who are in sort of like the 12 to 8 range, late lottery guys um, who are projected right now in late lottery who the Wolves might have a shot at. First of all, Malik Monk from Kentucky. He's kind of a point guard, shooting guard, combo guy, uh, great shooter. Um, you know, that's kind of his calling card, shooting guard. He can definitely hit a shot from anywhere. Um, you got to work on his defense. And he's kind of, you know, he can't really guard, you know, you know, he might have trouble guarding NBA shooting guards. So, um, yeah, he's only 6'4". Um, so Malik Monk, I think, is somebody who, you know, I think that he's someone who can have a great tournament. And, and we'll see how Kentucky goes. We, we have four guys here, and they're all from, like, top five seeds. <laughs> so I think a lot of these guys who will play multiple games um, in the tournament. So Malik Monk is probably the name out of these four that most people know um, here from Kentucky. You know who would like that? Carl Anthony that? Towns. Who's that? He'd, he'd... Our friend Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Jack Link's jerky. That's right. <laughs> I think he would like to have another Kentucky friend on the team. Uh, also, Especially because Wiggins gets to have so many Kansas friends on the team. Totally. totally fair. The next three guys I think are interesting because they are sort of like wing players, like small forwards slash power forwards, which I think is an, uh, is an area of need for the Wolves, especially like we're talking about with Bielitsa. Right now, especially they need a shooter. If, if we're not shooter. gonna, if we're not gonna be like, let's draft a point guard because Dunn's not working out. If they're like, we gotta let this Dunn Tyus thing have more time <laughs> to percolate, then we're gonna need somebody who's one well, shooting is the number one thing we need. Easily shooting. hands down, no matter position shooting. it's in, yep. shooting, hopefully wing shooting, um, and someone like Bielitsa. Yeah. I'm saying somebody who can you know do that. Totally. So Jonathan Isaac uh, from Florida State uh, University. They're a three seed. He's six ten, uh, shooting uh, small forward slash power forward. Um, you know, a really nice player who kind of really fits exactly what the Wolves need. He's a perimeter big. Um, he can play a little defense as well, but he's really thin. If you watch him play, he kind of looks like uh, Brandon Ingram. <laughs> needs to put on, needs to put on the pounds a little bit right there. Uh, moving on, we to need more skinny guys. More skinny guys in the house. Yeah, oh hopefully God. they can put it on. Uh, Michigan State staying in the Big Ten here, uh, or not staying in the Big Ten because Florida State University is not in the Big Ten, but we're in Minnesota where the Big Ten is. Miles Bridges, six seven, uh, small forwarded slash power forward explosive athlete um you know he's uh he's he's not a, he's not a bad shooter he definitely can stretch the floor a little bit but he's better at uh, you know cutting getting the hoop off the bounce that kind of thing he's also a passer so n- nice player maybe sort of a you know uh you know a big uh, a big who can uh, you know play out in the perimeter a little bit more and then uh yeah also what a name Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. Two really cool names. You go Miles and on the drive bridges. across some bridges. The bridges is miles long, you know? <laughs> I really dig that. Uh, definitely watch that guy soon, though, because I don't have Michigan State getting out of the first you Uh-oh. Know, the yeah, first get game. out of Florida State. Might... playing as as we speak here. So, so. you know, I, yeah. I have Florida State I going on. I hope they don't through. lose, but I only picked one Big Ten team to advance out of the first round. Uh, yeah, and then finally. NU, everybody. Go, NU, North, NU. go Northwestern. Go Cats. And then finally, Vindicated. Justin Jackson. He plays for UNC, 6'8", shooting uh, some. Sorry, small forward, uh, another shooter. Um, he's a junior, though. The rest of these guys are freshmen. He's a junior. He stayed in. His uh, shooting percentage has skyrocketed as he has stayed in college basketball. He's perfected the three-point shot. Um, and he's a pretty good defender. Um, he's a little thin, though. He's 190 pounds. That's so. no good for a junior. you yeah, got to be having the muscles like Chris Dunn if you're going to be a junior. A couple thin guys, one really big, beefy guy, and Malik Monk. Three Check of these teams, out. especially UK and UNC, will probably go pretty far in the tournament. You know so. they are. Speaking of Northwestern, Justin Jackson's our All-American running back for oh. the Northwestern Wildcats. Go Cats! Similar name. Um, okay, Scott, let's um, so watch out for those guys in the tournament. Uh, maybe the Wolves will draft them. Time to get to our sponsor. All right. Oh, yeah. 
Sponsor time in the house today is a public service announcement. A message brought to you by your National Basketball Association. <laughs> your favorite league. You know what? Basketball's cool, you guys. And we want you to watch as much basketball as you want, as much as you can. All of it. All of it. So we are very happy that you're, you know, getting all excited, taking off work, or just not being productive at work to, yeah. you know, care about a basketball tournament. But, you know, your friends here at the NBA would like to remind you that during the day, college hoops is okay, but when it comes nighttime, tune back into the professionals at work. You want to see good basketball. Right. You don't want to see sloppy turnovers. Yeah. You, you don't want to see people missing wide open jumpers. You don't want to see people running uh, offense for more than 24 seconds. Then you look up at the clock it's and you're like, where's that shot violation? Oh, there's eight more seconds on this. What is... You don't want to see this. Yeah, totally. One and ones are weird. Um, you know, there's some things about college basketball that just don't feel right. You know, uh, I think they play 18 minute halves or 20 minute halves, whatever it is. Uh, you know, I like I like my quarters. Okay, you know, there's gonna be lots of people in your life right about now who are coming to you. It's it's prime time for college basketball, and they're here to tell you that it's the better basketball and. You know what? It's just not true. Okay, college basketball is fun in March. Great with the tournament aspect, with the losing your out stakes. But overall, but the Neil, NBA is where it's at. Don't you think that this year's Kentucky team could beat the Brooklyn Nets if they tried? No, S Scott. Don't you think these guys just play harder, play defense? No. Nah. I also don't think so. Nah. I bet you right now, the Brooklyn Nets were in this tournament, they would be your NCAA champion. They'd I would clean put up. my money on them. They have like right? 11 wins, and they would clean up right here. Okay? So this Saturday night, you could be watching San Antonio at Memphis. Mm. Doesn't that sound great? In Memphis, those Ooh. two teams. Ooh. You can see Houston in Denver. Ooh. Will the Houston Rockets slow down at mile high? I would love to watch that game. What about Giannis in Golden State? Listen, it's you can amazing. watch all those things instead of watching some mid-tier, mid-Atlantic school that you've never heard of with a bunch of guys you will never hear of again, just, you know, missing shots but laying their passion on the line because they cry when they lose. <laughs> Listen, it's fine to enjoy March Madness. We encourage it. Fill out your bracket, have fun with your buddies, but just remember where your bread's buttered. Remember where the real stuff's at. The that, NBA. The NBA. Reminding <laughs> you, we're better basketball. Thank you to the NBA for sponsoring our show today. And up next, it's time for Predicted. <gasps> Chilling you out right that. now. And the nice thing is that it's nice and slow here, but when I listen to it, this podcast sped up, it's got a little beat to it. You guys, I work hard on this show, on editing it and producing it. I understand if you want to listen to it with smart speed, but if you're up on that 2X right now, I feel like you're not listening to the show the right way. Just saying. 2X, just saying. 2X is you're just trying to get impressions. 2X is crazy. You're not trying to hear it. Like, 2X is crazy. If I want to appreciate it, 1. I to it up. 1, whatever. 1.2, whatever. I think times 1 is the best way to do it. Yeah. All right. Or just smart speed. We're predicting it right now. Real or, quick, we have... Yeah. The thing is, if you've been listening with smart speed, you haven't experienced how i'm using get on that smart speed you guys overcast.fm check it out like they'll, they'll serve pregnant you up the, spaces the, just like the smart speed i was listening to this american life in iron glass he talks kind of like this this week i'm predicting you guys we uh need to start with some follow-up we got some follow-up we got some predictions that are hanging out in the wind um from previous shows um, I predicted that the we're accountable, so we are going to bring you up on it, even if we aren't correct. I predicted the Wolves will finish with uh, more than 35 wins this season. Scott said, <clears throat> Scott said it couldn't be done. Looks like it's going to happen, though. Uh, they're currently 28 and 39. 538 predicts us uh, projects us to have 35 wins. The Wolves need to go seven and eight to achieve. 35 wins can they finish out with a below losing record i don't know i don't know i think i think they can even though bielitsa and stevenson are probably out for the season we'll see if they can creep into that 35 i'm starting to feel like they're going to finish right at 35 or maybe 34 we'll see it depends if andrew wiggins gets his beauty sleep yeah yeah he's exhausted right he now needs a game off if we keep one game off if please. we keep playing him the most minutes in the league he's and like with the schedule we got we got another like 
four games in the next seven days. And then we got another three games after that. They're mostly on the road. So we need to make sure Andrew Wiggins gets his beauty sleep. I want the Wolves to rest Wiggins during the Spurs game. I know it's not going to happen, but I wish they would because Kawhi ruins Andrew's life. I like that. And I just wish they could save him that embarrassment for one night, give him some rest, let him finish strong. Right there. One game off. Right there. San Antonio Spurs next week. I think uh, I like the idea of Shabazz guarding Kawhi. Not because it would stop Kawhi, but, but because Shabazz might hurt him. Uh, Scott. I don't want Kawhi to be hurt. No, I'm sorry, you guys. I shouldn't have said that. I love <laughs> yeah, we want a good playoff. I love here. Kawhi. Yeah, on. we need Kawhi. We're great that we're good. That Lamarcus Aldridge is back. I'm just saying, he's tough. Um, other predi- other follow up for predictions. Scott predicted that the Wolves would not make a deal at the deadline. Nice job, Scott. They uh, stayed pat. When it comes to the Timberwolves, sometimes the best guess is that they're not going to do anything. <laughs> um, but That's I was pretty right. happy with that. You know, yeah. I don't want to make a deal just to make a deal. No, um, no reason. Especially because Layden's smarter than that. Yeah, and I mean, obviously they were. Too smart to trade Ricky Rubio, and that's paid off pretty well whoa. for them. So. What if we had Derrick Rose right now? Whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, if we had Derrick Rose right now, that would mean Phil Jackson's <laughs> rumor mill worked for once. You know, yeah. I still believe only Phil Jackson was making up those rumors. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm correct. And, Neil, you're still – we'll see. We'll see. Seven and eight. I think they, it's things not are trending the right way. It's not unattainable. The way we've been playing at, like – I think it said since, like, January 1st or maybe since that Bulls game, we are 22 and 20. So – if we play above 500 or even at 500, we will achieve 35. But if we dip underneath, we might not. You know, for my sake, I hope you're right. Thanks. Just for all of our sakes. Thanks. For the um, viewing's sake. All right. So let's get to our new predictions that we're going to bring forth this week. I'll get us started here. Uh, uh, I predict that Carl Anthony Towns... I predict that Carl Anthony Towns will set a new season slash career high in points scored. In one of uh, these last final 15 personal, games. Personal yeah, points scored. Yeah, personal points scored in a single game. He scored 47 um, against the Knicks at Target Center on um, November 30th. So I think he'll score 50, uh, 48 or 50 or something like that here to finish out the year, especially with Zach Levine not in the game. I don't know. He, you know, Towns is playing really well. He hasn't gotten close to four, even forty or uh, you know forty-five or something like that recently. But I think he can get up there and do it. That's my prediction. I, I, I'll Put some respect on my name. Remember that. You know he can do it. We just need a team like the Knicks who don't have a center. You know that's what that's what Towns <laughs> oh, needs. It's just point. a team without a center. You yeah. know he's, he's he all of his big scoring nights are in games where there's no one really in the post who can guard him. Or I wish they could play the Knicks again, but they played them back to back, so they ah, can't. That was yeah. That was a weird <laughs> home away home road. Yeah, home back to back is always crazy. Yeah. Um, I like it. It could happen, especially if Wiggins gets that rest that we want him to. You know, yeah. you let him sit a game and let Towns pop. There you go. You know? He's the only guy out there doing it. <laughs> all right, now that's your prediction. Yeah, let's move on to my prediction. My prediction is that Andrew Wiggins will finish the season with more points than Carl Anthony Towns. Shout to Drew Wiggs, man. Right, he finally listening. Drew Wiggs, yeah, we'll see if he can do it. Scott, drop some stats on us. Where are the, what are they averaging? What do they have All right, here? So, what so, so far, so far, points per game-wise, Cat has, he's averaging 24.3. Cool. Wiggs averaging 22.9. So only 1.4 points per game separate them. Realistically, how much, you know, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Well, we have about 15 games left this season, and right now, Wiggins is only, he is like 97 points behind t- Cat Total on points. the season. Total yeah. points. And so assuming Wiggins doesn't sit out a game, because we know Thibodeau is not going to do that. Right. Uh, uh, Wiggins will just have to make up a gap of 90-some points over the next 15 games. I think he could do it. You know, he's just biding his time. He took a, you know, a backseat this past week because he saw Ricky shining. He saw Cat shining. He was like, What's, whatever, let's get these dubs. <laughs> but uh, now after losing in the Celtics game, I think we're going to see Wiggins reassert himself and be our leading scorer all the way up. We're kind of dueling predictions right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if Towns is going to score 50 in a game or something, then I put him ahead for good uh, in this. But uh, you're saying that Wiggins going to have a renaissance here to finish out this year. Well, you know, maybe the night that Towns scores 50, Wiggins scores 38. There you, you know? go. <laughs> it's not so bad then. Yeah, just uh-huh. balance it out Let's, like that. Uh, figure that out. Yeah. Um, okay, that's predicted, you guys. I just um, realized whenever I'm putting in random drops like that, like just putting in a random... It probably makes it sound like we had an audio error in that you we dropped in the sound drop to make the seamless switch. Does it sound like a does it sound like a, a swish? I hope it does because that's what it is. But like you know, like if if like we were like we have to cut Daniel because I yeah. messed up, and yeah. now that's okay. I'll just put in the swish sound Changing effect. Changing the chapter, and then it'll be hey everybody, we're Welcome back. back. Yeah. yeah, back back. 
that's not it. We're just playing we're on just, my mind. We're just dropping drops right here. Uh, okay, let us know what your predictions are for the rest of the year. Um, got about 15 games, about one month left. So I have what a prediction. do you predict? I predict nobody's going to tell us their predictions. Come on, We guys. always say tell us your predictions. You never do. Come on. That's we're my on new prediction. Twitter. You're predict on Twitter. It. You're not going to say You're anything. You're on Twitter. We're at, at Wolvescast. Just type in at Wolvescast. Uh, and then type a tweet. Uh, Be bold. Boom. And I'm sure, you know, once your prediction doesn't happen, you're just going to delete that tweet, and then it's going to make us look dumb for quote-tweeting you. <laughs> yeah, but I, I believe in you guys. You guys can get it done. Um, okay, so um, we're done with uh, Predict It. Uh, time to move on to Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Wolfies are awards that we give to people. I like the the drums in that, or, or the yeah. drummers on their feet. A little some rolling. Doing chat, doing chat. It's got like timpani in there. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, so awards, award time right now. It's the part of the show where we give out these statues. The yearly Wolfie goes to Northwestern. Northwestern, they did Shouts. it. They made the. They, made the, they not only made the tournament, the but then they Wolfie. won at least one game. You guys, and That's we'll right. see one what happens at the end of. Uh, we'll see what happens at the end of. We can uh, lose to Gonzaga and still have a 500 record. I smell in, an upset. In our hit tournament history. I smell an upset right there. I hope it happens. I predicted it. I'll be cheering it on in Salt Lake. Um, okay, so our Wolfies this week, I'll get us started here. My weekly Wolfie goes to the Milwaukee Bucks broadcast. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I um, watch on, watch games on uh, International League Pass, and they give the option to uh, switch between the two broadcasts. For some reason, the Timberwolves FSN broadcast was not available to watch this game. I was out of town, so I just jumped on the Milwaukee Bucks broadcast, and it was it was a treat. It was very nice indeed. It's always nice to experience. The, I know we're spoiled here, but there I've heard uh, you know allusions to other te- teams having good announcing. Listen, sometimes. we're from Minnesota. We don't like things from Wisconsin. We no. don't like people from Wisconsin. I like their beer. Uh, I like their sure. There's some things about Wisconsin cow. that are dope for sure. Kyla, uh, <laughs> Kyla, cheese. Uh, but you know, we don't typically watch other broadcasts that often, especially with how great the Wolves broadcast is. But I was forced in the situation and was happily surprised with uh, uh, play-by-play Jim Paschke and uh, color by Marcus Johnson. They were just wonderful. Um, they, uh, what got me especially was their viewpoints on Ricky Rubio, a very polarizing figure in the league. People who don't watch the Wolves don't really get him. They only see his poor shooting. Ricky and, Rubio has always been my measuring stick. I used to have right. a good example off the top of my head, but it's basically like your opinion on Ricky Rubio lets me know whether or not you're a casual basketball fan. Yeah, or, or just not, whether you, know? you watch these games. Because right. if you watch every game, you understand his value and that he, the Wolves are better when he's on the floor. Right. Uh, and if you if you th- if you start off by talking about his shooting splits, well, you probably don't watch too many Wolves games. So these guys did their homework. Or read very, too much Bleacher and, Report. I mean, you're reading too much of it. Yeah. Sure. Right now, Ricky's playing some of the best ball of his career, so it's kind of maybe a little bit easier to give him some props right now. But uh, you know, they just totally got him. Especially Marquise Johnson was just wonderful on the call and um, had very nice things to say, but was very fair at the same time. They weren't homers. Everything you want in a broad in an away broadcast. So shout out to them. Definitely, if you get the chance, listen to the Bucks broadcast. Um, they do some great things over there. Weekly Wolfie to them. Scott, who gets your Weekly Wolfie? Um, shout out to JaVale McGee. JaVale, JaVale. McGee. Shackton? No, he's not Shackton this time. It's, <laughs> he's he, not? He's cool. It's I been like a him. while. Yeah, some tw- some beef so between I, Shaq and, and JaVale recently. Shaq sure. is so lame about that Shaq's stuff. Lame. And you know what? We could go on for a while about how lame Shaq is. He thinks but, he's still in the league or something. Yeah. The league is he's really tough. And I mean, Barkley's the worst, but Shaq is, Shaq's behind him a little bit. Yeah. Okay, well, regardless of that, here's a shout-out to Javel, a real award he's winning, my wolf, weekly Wolfie. As we mentioned, he was in town last Friday, the Warriors were, and apparently they went on a little movie run because uh, Javel tweeted a selfie of himself. <laughs> he said, what a place to watch Get Out. And he had a crying face emoji, fire emoji, two crying face emojis. And you'll see that when you look at the photo, 
It is a selfie of JaVale, and at the bottom, he's geotagged it with a, you know, a Snapchat filter or something that says Coon right. Rapids. Coon Rapids. Coon Rapids, Minnesota, right down by Farmington, where we grew up. Uh, so that's pretty funny, especially with the Get Out, Coon Rapids. It's a very white town to see Get Out. I just mm. saw Get Out this weekend. It's phenomenal. You should go see Get Out. It's Horror really good. Horror movie Get Out, if yep. you guys aren't aware. I'm by, sure you've uh, seen a lot Peele. of buzz. Yes. Yeah, it's like a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. Only got one bad review. Oh. That's because it's real good. And uh, you've probably already Super heard about fatal. it, but... Uh, that was a very funny joke from JaVale, and uh, I just wanted to bring that up, give a little shout out to JaVale, give a shout to Coon Rapids. I have a memory of Coon Rapids. One time I was going on a tennis tournament, because I played some tennis in Whoa. high school. It's JV, yeah. Uh, you know, I was fourth doubles uh, for varsity, which will make every tennis per- people laugh. Cause shout out to only, Rob. There's only three doubles in varsity. Anyways, yeah. Um but sometimes the teams have a fourth, and then we get called up from the JV first doubles. <laughs> Anyways, we took a we were on a bus, and we were going into Coon Rapids, and there was a sign that says like "Welcome to Coon Rapids." And the house immediately behind that sign was engulfed in flames. The entire house, <laughs> it was like a movie fire. You know, it wasn't like a little like what? oh, the smoke is coming out of the window. It's like an open fire roaring on this house. Oh. and so like yeah, some firefighters were like showing up to put it out. Uh, but it was just like a really dystopian image of like here's Coon Rapids, and the world is on fire Flame. behind it. So, Flaming Coon Rapids. Shouts to Coon Rapids, everyone. Holy moly. All right, that's Weekly Wolfies. We gave away some awards, um, you know, to some things we saw this week. Check it out. Way cool. Um, let's finish things off with a game. All right. I got a game. I got a game. We'll see, you, Neil. You're going to have to pay attention to this one. You feeling attentive? Attentive. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Scott. All right. Well, here's how the game is going to work. It's called, Can You Guess These Wolves Writers by the Writing Sample? I'm going to read just a couple paragraphs. You're going to try and guess guess the writer for me, okay? Okay. (laughs) All right. Wow. First one. Flip's idiosyncratic measuring stick suddenly feels more relevant because the Wolves have just completed a 10-game stretch that deserves to quicken the pulse of the most jaded fan of this franchise. This team is churning out performances that cater both to the highlight besotted consumers of ESPN SportsCenter and the fundamentalist preachers of diligent defense. So I'm assuming these are local, local Minnesota the first writers. ones are. I'll tell you when they get to be national. All right. Well, seemed uh, seemed very verbose. Um, boy, I, I I didn't want to have to go to this one too early, but I'm gonna go ahead and guess Britt Robeson. Yes. You got that. Yes. No one's got the vocabulary like Brit. I had a couple other examples in case you needed a hint. Man, that guy, I'm always learning new words from him. <laughs> so, shouts to Brit. All right, this one, Neil. Let's see if you can get this. As darkness sweeps the land, a lone figure works by dim light trying to write one of those intros where it seems like he's talking about Game of Thrones. But then he's really talking about basketball. Like one of those promos for a Transformers movies during the playoffs where LeBron James turns into a Porsche SUV and Russell Westbrook turns into a ball diamond and a Mini Cooper. That kind of thing. <laughs> and this writer who's trying to compare NBA teams to Game of Give Thrones. Give me that beginning part again. As darkness sweeps the land, a lone figure works by dim light trying to write one of these intros where it seems like he's talking about Game of Thrones, but then he's really talking about basketball. <laughs> that on the show. That's what was written? Yeah, that on the show. Uh, a friend of the show, Steve McPherson. Hey! That was a couple years old. I've just uh, always loved that Game of Thrones Steve piece. I thought you might remember it. Yeah. It might be easier for you. Yeah, yeah. All right, next writer. Pretty much national now. Used to be local. Absolutely, he is. Just look at this Twitter search for Andrew Wiggins overrated. Except here's the only one problem with saying Wiggins or really anybody is overrated or underrated or properly rated. Shout out to Ryan Russillo. Overrated or underrated aren't real things. Asking whether or not a player is overrated or underrated is a fun barbershop or bar conversation to have. <laughs> Sit with your friends and yell, I think Drake is underrated. The next five, 45 minutes will be naming songs you love while others tell you they're trash songs that make their ears bleed. <laughs> Let's say uh, Zach Harper. All right. Good job. Good I, job. Knew, I, I didn't read it yet, but I knew he wrote a, a Wiggins thing. Is it a good, good piece? Really good. Really good on this Wiggins. This is actually a way for me to recommend pieces, by the way. Britt's yeah. piece this week has been great. <laughs> Uh, Steve, he writes about soccer now, but hey, they had their first game. You'll be able to find uh, links to these pieces uh, in the show notes. That is a really good piece, though. I really recommend you check it out. All right, this next one. We've got a couple more now. That pause allows the defense to reset itself and gear up for Wiggins' drive. It's hard to parse out blame for these delays. Some of it may be a design flaw. Sometimes the big fellas are just late getting. Sometimes the big fellas are just late getting their butts in gear. You can hear teammates and Tom Thibodeau screaming for them to hustle out. You can hear Tibbs always. Wiggins may be one of those guys who prefers to survey this scene. This is a national writer, yeah. A national writer. Oh. Uh, let me guess. Uh, let me guess. Uh, hmm. Let me guess someone uh, from Yahoo. 
Yahoo Sports. Um, let me guess, Dan Devine? Dan Devine? Oh, no Dan Devine. I have Who another sample, but I'm just going to tell you. Zach Lowe. <laughs> Zach Lowe. That was his 10 things he loves and hates recently. It was about Andrew Wiggins uh, and about how sometimes his screeners don't come for him fast enough. So it's Dang a nice it. little thing you should see. All right. All right. Two more. We'll get to All-Star Weekend in a minute, but first I have a question. Did you see Andrew Wiggins dunk the ghost out of Nikola Jokic's body on Wednesday night? Here's the video. You don't need to see it, though. You just need these stills from it. The first is Jokic when he realizes Wiggins is about to turn his All-Star break into a three-day you-got-dunked-on-Jokathon. <laughs> what am National I again? National again. Uh, Kevin O'Connor with the ringer? So close. Oh, uh, different ringer. Uh, we're going to go with, um, I don't know his name. What is it? Shay. Shay. Shay Seriano. Uh, NBA Shea, uh, NBA Shea, ah, really fun follow on uh, Twitter, you guys. All right, final one, y'all. Wolves forward Dante Cunningham has been one of the few consistent bright spots for the team this year. <laughs> he defends, rebounds, and can occasionally knock down a mid-range jumper. Sending Wayne Ellington to Memphis for Cunningham last summer has turned out to be a consensus good move. After spending the first winter in Minnesota, it seems that DC felt the need to upgrade his wheels for something that can handle the snowy streets of Minneapolis. Is this another national writer or a local no, guy? No, local. Uh, Jerry Zagoda. Let me give you one more writing sample by this person. We don't spend a lot of time commenting on college hoops, but the T-Wolves family was bummed to hear that Fred Hoiberg would not be returning to the Minneapolis hoops scene to coach the Gophers. Congratulations for the 10-year, $20 million extension at Iowa State, I guess. Keep up the great work, coach. <laughs> Uh, local guy, I don't know, Suhan or something? I don't know. <laughs> I said the, the T-Wolves family, T-E-E Wolves. That's you, Neil. These are oh, your old writing samples from the T-Wolves blog. What? Yeah, I went back into them. <laughs> you should have known when you went Dante Cunningham. Yeah. DC. Uh, DC on us right there. Oh, man. It was, it was me. It was hard to find one because apparently I wrote most of that blog. Yeah, we used to write little recaps and stuff. Game side, we had three predictions for every game and stuff. It was good. Yeah. It's a shame it's not online anymore. Yeah, now we do the podcast instead. Very nice. Thanks for the quiz, Scott. I got a couple of the first early ones, but then mm-hmm. failed on the big guys. You got to read Shay, man. Everyone's got to read Shay. Got to read Shay over at the he's ringer. Taking over, he's taking over the world. Over at the ringer. Got some books. Shabazz Muhammad continues to stay thirsty. He's thirsty. He is, he is that. that. Oh, we didn't get this one. In. And this is the part of the show where we say goodbye, but really I'm just dropping sound drops we didn't get here. Statistics are fun. Statistics are fun. Here's Super a statistic fun. I like. Northwestern Wildcats, 1-0. and Winners. All time. <laughs> In NCAA tournament history. Also, a uh, new song was out by Alan Kingdom, so everyone listen to him. Really? Does he reference Timberwolves players? I listened to it. He did not in that one, but ah. it's the first single. It's kind of he doesn't. It's he not two it's not and very, one. On it's this not one. very lyrical. It's more just kind of like vibe heavy. Vibing, and yeah. so uh, yeah. you you know when he drops that album though, he's got a new album coming out soon. Yeah. When he drops that, we're gonna scour it. And get Love it all. It. All right, you guys. That uh, that does uh, does Gay. it for Wolves. Blouses. This takes a while to get to the blouses. Uh, this is for Wolves cast this week. Uh, Wolves basketball continues. We got one more month of Timberwolves basketball. Got about 15 games. Remember, after every hour or two of basketball you watch this weekend, you get up and you stretch a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like Nintendo mm-hmm. and tell you to get up and take 15 minutes and walk around the block or some <laughs> dumb stuff. No, we are going to do that, but stretch. Yeah, you know? stretch it out while you're watching the March Madness and when you're watching the Wolves this weekend. They got yeah, Miami remember, you can watch college basketball until NBA basketball starts, and then you guys flip it over. Yeah, and, and really, these games will go on this weekend, and then you got Monday through Wednesday to figure it out. So we got we got some NBA games happening. There's going to be four Wolves games before we talk to you next week, so yeah. We'll have another full Ooh. slate of games to talk about. Hopefully so this next games. week is as thrilling as this last week. Yeah. I am so excited every night. I get disappointed when the Wolves don't play because they're playing so well right now. And my main crush, my man crush Monday, Ricky Rubio, balling out, you know? That's right. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. No, so, you're not, Ricky. So, yeah, uh, watch some Wolves. Uh, thank you for listening to our show. Follow us on Twitter at WolvesCast. Please follow us. Uh, we tweet things about the team that you don't hear on the podcast. Um, and then, yeah, we will uh, keep it going. We've got a couple more shows to finish out the year. Uh, appreciate I got a little stainer today before the sound drop. Oh, please. Please. From the game is good medicine. I say hooray to the no look dish and the ball kissing the glass before netting. And I say hooray, too, to the back pedal then. That brief chapter of joy, the squeak of the sneakers, read aloud from the court. Today, I want to love the loop of the game, the ball. And whatever sends me volleying back and forth so blissfully. Isn't it good to do one thing well, then try to do it again? Eight points for Rashad Bourne. Down. Anthony Towns. Three pointers, 35 points. Somebody throw a glass of water on that food. Man, he's hot.